Good morning, everyone. I'm laying in bed. It's ten past nine. I got up um, when the mister went to work this morning because we are popping down to Basingstoke this weekend um, to have dinner with some of my friends down there. And I'm taking the Christmas tree and that down to my parents because we have a Christmas tree here this year. A new one, a bigger one, a more <laughs> an improved one. Um, but I also need to take down the presents for the kids because I was like, just in case something happens and I can't get there for Christmas, then yeah. So I had to pop some stuff in the mister's car. So I had to help him carry the stuff down. <laughs> so it was, um, like three bags and a little gift bag in the Christmas tree. So yeah, I'm attempting to sleep a little bit more but it's not really going very well and I have a late shift this afternoon where I start at three and I do not finish until well I meant to finish at 11 30 when I do late shifts because I have to run for the bus I literally do the handover super quick assuming people get there on time and then I literally bolt out of the office and I'm like I gotta go and I run up for the train um so I've done all my Christmas shopping. I'm just waiting for a couple of things to arrive. Um, but yeah, everything's basically wrapped. Um, we've got some presents under the tree as well. I've got the Mr's presents under the tree and the ones for like my friends and that. Um, yeah, this month I am broke as a joke. I went and put all the money back onto my credit card, which now looks weird because I don't know what's going on, but the pending balance and the available balance, it doesn't make sense given how much money I put on there. But anyways, and I haven't touched it since I put the money on there as well, which makes it even weirder. So I'm waiting for that to balance out so I can figure out what's on there because that was my um, plan to use that for when we go to London. <sighs> dear but anyways so um I don't really know how that's gonna work <laughs> but we'll figure it out because my debit card definitely doesn't have any money on it whatsoever um at the moment today when I go to the train station I have to pay for this month's um train ticket which is 219 I really think I just I don't know. I don't know what I did when I did it, but I 100% miscalculated it because, like, my phone bill and that comes out of this, like, of my debit card. Nothing comes off my credit card. And I just didn't leave enough. I mean, the missus is going to give me some money that he owes me. Um, my mom's already given me the money that she owes me for the Christmas presents I got for the kids. But, yeah, so, anyways... I don't know what I did, but I messed it up. I messed it up. Not good, not good, yeah. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? So, I've been having this, I've been super stressed lately. Um, and <laughs> I've been thinking about, okay, so I went to a Catholic primary school. Um only for like a couple of years because then we ended up we went traveling and whatever so I was there from kindergarten in year one 
and then I think I left year two, I think, something like that. Um, but if you've been to a Catholic school, maybe you'll understand what I mean when I say this. There was a girl that went to this school who, to be fair, I mean, I was friends with outside of school, but when she was at school, she was like that girl that ruled the school, you know what I mean? Even though there was kids older than us, she was like girl in charge and she made life really difficult at school. Like she would literally, if she was upset with someone and she would say, nobody's talking to this person, nobody would talk to them. And I remember she did this so many times, like, I liked um, this boy that, I was friends with this boy, I was, I've always been friends with boys, but I was friends with this boy at school, um, he lived around the corner from me, and we lived in a town where kind of everyone knew everyone, you know what I mean, so all of our parents knew each other. And I'd go for bike rides with them. We'd like ride around the street and whatever, because we lived in like this really quiet area. Um, and then <laughs> when we were at school, because she obviously liked him, we weren't allowed to talk because she was jealous of the fact that we were friends. Like it was like, you couldn't be friends with a boy. There was another girl where I remember I came down to the school like the playground once and she was sat there crying and I was like what happened and she said oh such and such said that no one's allowed to talk to me and I was like well I'm gonna talk to you because you're my friend too like I was literally friends with all of them outside of school but when we were at school it was just like kind of like a let's say a hierarchy but it was just bullying you know what I mean and I don't remember, maybe I blocked it out. I know that she wasn't always super nice to me at school. She did make my life difficult, but I don't remember specific things that happened. Do you know what I mean? I just, in my memory, it's just <laughs> the girls at the Catholic school were just little, you know what? and um yeah but then the other thing was so then I went to school in Bali and it was a little bit different there because it was an international school so people were from everywhere they were from all over um <laughs> and there was another girl the most popular girl at school she was a couple of years above us so our school only went up to year 10 and when I went there, I was there for, oh God, year seven and year eight. Cause yeah, when I came back, I had to repeat year eight. So I was super smart for a year. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was super popular and she could be really nice when she was by herself. But when she was with the other girls, no. It was like she would just look and laugh or whatever. And the boys at school, the boys at school where there was one boy that was just, he was just rude all the time. 
well, not all the time, okay, he was, again, outside of school, different, inside of school, you were just like, oh, please, and I remember I never, I loved going to school there, but I had my ups and downs there as well, and then when we came back to Australia, and I went to an Anglican high school, we became the popular ones, because we were the oldest in the school, and this bad behavior for whatever reason I thought I am the popular one now it was like when you get all the power and you're just like okay this is what it feels like this is great everyone wants to talk to me whatever and that was a one period of school that I was just it wasn't until probably year nine yeah probably like year nine year ten where it was just it's just a thing of like acceptance you know to be on the other side of it to not be the person that's being picked on but to be the person that's there saying like saying the things but not thinking about how it's going to affect people when you say it or whether it's going to upset someone or whatever. And I never said cruel things. I wasn't that person. I've always been generally a kind person. But it was more like if the boys, because my class was mainly boys, and I was really good friends with all the boys, and if the boys were joking around about something, then rather than stick up for my girlfriends, I would just join in. And looking back, that's the one kind of period of my life that I am i have any kind of regret for. I wish I just, I was kind and I was um, generous and all of that still. But if I could just take out that little bit of my life where I don't have to look back and cringe at it and just be like, oh my God. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason, right? I've been quite lucky in my, well, I guess my adult life that well, at university, I didn't really get involved in the whole university scene. I just went, I studied, I did my stuff, I left. So I didn't really have that experience. I didn't, I just didn't want to be involved in it. Um, but then the places that I've worked, we've been quite lucky where the women have been quite supportive of each other and it hasn't had that environment of competitiveness you know it's like oh you want to go for this cool yeah do it I think you'd be great for that even if it's something that you want um like a promotion that you know you could do or you want to progress as well I've always had that thing where I've thought, you know what, no, I think for the dynamic, this is the way that it should go. And I've been super happy and supportive and all of this. And I have no regrets about that whatsoever. I have no regrets because if it had gone the other way and I'd been promoted, then it would have been a very different story. And I don't think it would have been quite as um, harmonious, 
let's say, because I'm a completely different manager. So it just would have been very, very different. Um, the thing is now with COVID and everything, I've noticed that going back into the workforce. So I went back last year, um, and people were a bit gossipy. People were a bit like, um, slightly, there were some people that had, um, that confrontational thing, but it was between the guys. It wasn't anything to do with the girls. The girls tended, generally speaking, to get along um, and to support each other. There was one that was a little bit more outspoken than the others, but not in a way that people didn't really get along with her. It was just that they didn't necessarily agree with her management style, but it was still a productive working environment. Um, and then that was kind of like in the middle of COVID it was after, so lockdown had finished. We had another lockdown while I was there cause I worked over Christmas. Um, so it was kind of like, yeah, maybe like in the middle of COVID. And I noticed a lot of the customers getting very aggressive and, uh, impatient and frustrated everyone's been through their hardships during this last two years, you know, everyone's had their different struggles. So when I've gone back to work after lockdowns or whatever, cause I've gone back a couple of times now, um, I've always had that thing of being respectful for the people that worked during lockdown because had I stayed at the hotel, had I not, like, had we not been furloughed, had I not been made redundant and I'd been one of the people that was there that whole time, I don't know if I could have done it, to be honest. I don't know if I would have had the mental capacity to do that, to come to work every day, knowing that I could be at home, being paid to be at home with hundreds of thousands of other people and just putting yourself in that risk of going to and from work every day. You know what I mean? Like I don't envy them at all, but I want to respect that because a hundred percent, I can see that it's taken a toll on the people that have done it. But then in the other time, so from my side with being furloughed and being made redundant, that's its whole other experience. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes in workplaces now the people that did work during lockdown they as much as we need to respect that instead of thinking oh you didn't work during lockdown like you don't know they have to think of like our experience as well because yeah it sounds great to be paid (laughs) to not work but at the same time you're stuck inside um you were just having to kind of like get by and figure it out and not, not see people. Whereas at least if you were working, you were kind of seeing people, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of different um, effects that COVID's had on people. And I always thought that for me, 
I was like, you know what? I think I got through it okay. I think mentally I got through it okay and it's not a massive issue. But now going back to work, I'm a super patient person and all of this. I'm patient. I love training people. Um, what? <laughs> I'm tolerant. I'm, I try to be kind to everyone. I'm not gossipy. I, you know, I just don't like the drama of things. I like to try to avoid the drama of things. So in some of the situations going back to work, cause I've done it a couple of times now, I kind of wonder whether I was wrong and whether the being at home, even though I was like, I love it. I started the blog and the podcast and the blog and, and all of this. And I felt like I was living my best life. <laughs> Honestly, I really did. Um, whether now that's had an effect on me that only now I'm realizing, you know what I mean? Because I can kind of see in my customer service that my patience isn't as extensive as it once was. Um, I can see that all through the pandemic, I was one of the people that was like, be kind to each other. Sorry. I've got like a, um, what's it called? I put a plastic mattress protector underneath my mattress because I have drawers underneath my mattress and I was trying to stop all my clothes from getting dusty, but it's really freaking noisy when I move around and I'm recording this in my bed. So apologies for the noises, the squeaking and whatever. Um, yeah. So during the pandemic, I was one of the people that was always like, be kind to one another understand that we're all going through the same situation, um, that everyone has their own struggles to deal with. I was like that person. So yeah, like I said, when I've been going back to work, I've always gone into my jobs being open, being open-minded and being, um, oh my God, what's the word? being respectful of the fact that we've all been through the same thing and we've all had different experiences and come out of it in different ways and we're all still dealing with it and living it and we all still have to be kind and patient and tolerant and we all still have to work together and when that doesn't really pan out then yeah, I kind of get, my patience is running thin on that aspect of why can't we just be kind to each other? Why do we have to speak to each other in that kind of way? Why can't it be dealt with like this? And I find it, and you know what, this whole mental health thing, I think I've spoken about this before, um, just because of the generation that I grew up in and the way that I grew up, mental health was never a topic of conversation really for me growing up. It was just general emotions and you were happy, you were sad, you were shy, you were 
whatever and it wasn't a case of oh you're suffering from anxiety or she's suffering from depression or anything like that it was just general emotions and you kind of just dealt with it and got over it and moved on you know what I mean um so for me now mental health is something that's completely new and going back into the workforce post-covid or I guess during covid since we now have this omnicron variant um I'm finding it kind of difficult (laughs) to be honest I'm kind of finding that maybe for me I'm lucky because I got accepted for universal credit because of the redundancy and everything. But maybe for me at the moment, it's a case of working part-time rather than full-time. Um, just to kind of get my head around it, to get the space. <laughs> because when I have my days off, I get contacted a lot and everything, which is okay because I'm there to help and but then having two days off like the last two days I just I went MIA (laughs) and I was just like I'm not and I felt fine and then the idea of going back and having to deal with all of this drama and everything again it's just stressing me out before I even get there so I'm dealing with this decision of is it me and just the way that I've been through COVID and maybe I don't have the patience for this kind of behavior. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel frustrated and annoyed and I want to enjoy talking to the guests and all of that, which I was. And it's just been in the last week where I've just kind of, felt this change and I just feel exhausted by it and yeah I don't know I don't know how to explain it properly but it's like being faced with this decision because I'm not I'm not a quitter wherever I work I work for like a minimum of four years three years I've never worked really anywhere less than that unless it was at Donut King. And that was intentional because I just needed to get some money to come here. Um, But everything that's going on now is so unprecedented. And it's kind of like, what do I do? You know, I have universal credit as a backup, but I don't want to be one of those people that's just living off universal credit and you have to be finding work all the time anyway like you have to be going for interviews for example and and um you can't just be you can't just be getting money from you can't just be getting your universal credit and doing nothing for it you know what i mean so it's a case of how easy will it be to find another job if i leave and or do I even bother to look for another job? Because who's to say that another workplace will be any better than this? Because how do I know if this is not just post-COVID behavior or if it's this particular workplace? 
you know, where I feel like I'm back in a schoolyard with these bullying girls that just have no respect, you know, and don't know how to be kind to each other or work together or, you know, but, and it's not, and the thing is that it's not everyone. There are things about the workplace that I really like and I felt like it could be somewhere that I could really make a difference. Um, but at the moment, <laughs> I'm just in this limbo of trying to figure out what to do because, like I said, for me, mental health is not something that I'm used to paying attention to. But I know that my mental capacity to deal with these things is running low. I know that. It's wearing. So then is it just a case of do I just remove that negativity from my life before it starts affecting what's going on in the rest of my life and hope for the best and hope for a better a better workplace or whatever or do I stay and just hope that things will get better and find a way like they say to ignore what's going on to get used to it to just deal with it to you know what I mean uh, it's just such a decision and I hate disappointing people and I hate giving up I hate failing I hate quitting I like I said never in my life when I'm at a job I'm at a job and the last time I felt like this was when I was at Woolworths in Australia and it just kind of got to the point where there was I can't remember what it was I think it was a supervisor or someone anyway there was a, a girl there a woman there whatever who was making my life miserable and I was getting pulled up on things that I didn't do and I was just like why why am I doing this to myself and I just remember I literally just had what I could call the closest thing to like a breakdown because I remember I was just in bed one day and I woke up and I was just so depressed I couldn't stop crying and I didn't want to go to work and my best friend just took my stuff into work and they literally they knew they could see it coming they knew that I wasn't coming back you know and they were like she's not coming back is she and my friend was like no I'm sorry and then that was that you know I don't want to get to that point. I didn't, um, it's not a highlight in my life reel that point. And I don't want to get to that point and I don't want to, but at the same time, I just feel like such a quitter because of all the issues I had with my hands and I had to leave Sainsbury's and you know what? I had a good thing going there, working part time. I had time to do all of my stuff, you know, but I don't think I could, I don't know if I could go back there to do that kind of work again, because I don't know if my hands would be able to deal with it and I wouldn't want to put a friend in that position to give me a job 
and then to then have issues with my hands and stuff again you know what I mean and I wouldn't be able to just go and do tills and do like whatever it's a whole it's a whole thing so yeah I don't really I don't really know but it's something that I'm working out um I'm gonna see what happens this week because you don't want to act impulsively on things but it's genuinely something that I'm trying to figure out because the other thing with universal credit as a backup is that the difference between the pays between universal credit and my pay at my work now is about a hundred pounds but I spend 219 on like um, the national rail rail pass each month so it's kind of like weighing it up like is it worth it I don't know is it better to like just give myself that break and then to find something in Kingston I don't know if you guys know please tell me because I'm literally just going out of my mind here trying to figure this out and I'm sorry that this is long um but I had a lot on my mind I wanted to share with you guys so I don't know if anyone's been in this position and if they have any advice or anything like that or if I don't know wherever in the world you are if things are similar post-covid um let me know yeah but otherwise I have to end this because it's going to end itself in about 30 seconds so don't forget that you can find the links for my socials the blog and the vlog on the main page so go and check that out and I promise next time the podcast won't be this long but thank you so much for listening to me as always you guys are the best listeners and I appreciate it so much and I will speak to you next time bye guys <laughs>